Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this, I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter, that's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Could just be me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Welcome to Brain Stuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, Brain Stuff, it's Christian Sager here. There are lots of ways to numb yourself to the minor aches and pains that we humans accrue in our daily lives. But today, we're talking about aspirin. Why aspirin? Because although aspirin as we know it has only existed since the late 1800s, the plant that it was originally derived from, willow, is probably the oldest known painkiller in history. Records of people using willow leaves to relieve pain and fevers stretch back 6,000 years to ancient Assyria and Sumer. Willow was also put to use in ancient Egypt, Babylon and China, and Hippocrates thought it was pretty rad, especially for pain during childbirth. In the 17 and 1800s, scientists worked on identifying, extracting, and purifying the active ingredient in willow, which turned out to be a chemical they called 
salicin, which, they further discovered, your digestive system changes into salicylic acid, which is what reacts with stuff in your body to relieve pain, reduce fever, and swelling. More on how all that works in a second, but first salicylic acid. It was a pharmacological superstar. German chemists figured out how to synthesize it on an industrial scale in the 1870s, effectively ending millennia of willow powder use. But it had its drawbacks. Lots of patients couldn't stomach it. Literally, it was really hard on the stomach lining. The son of one such patient, a chemist with Friedrich Bayer and Company by the name of Felix Hoffman, thought it might be less irritating if it was less acidic. So Hoffman converted it to what Bayer and Company dubbed aspirin in 1899. Aspirin has become the popular and less ridiculous to pronounce name for Hoffman's chemical compound, acetylsilic acid, or salicylate. It works, as humanity finally figured out in the 1970s, by preventing your cells from using cyclooxygenase 2 to create prostaglandins and... Don't worry, I'm about to unpack all of those words. Let's start with the idea that lots of pain is useful, evolutionarily speaking. When you feel pain due to an injury, like a burn or a twisted ankle, it prompts you to take your hand away from that hot thing real quick or to keep your weight off the ankle until it heals. It's it's useful, right? Pain from an injury to anything but the nervous system is called nociceptive pain. After specialized sensory neurons located throughout your body called nociceptors, they alert your brain to damage with the help of the damaged tissue itself. Cells in the hurt area start producing enzymes that work together to create a few signal chemicals, including those prostaglandins I mentioned a minute ago. Prostaglandins tell your nociceptors, no, hey, seriously, there is a problem here. They make your nociceptors increase the signal to your brain you feel the pain more acutely. Now, prostaglandins are also one of the chemicals that cause inflammation in the tissue around a wound. They make your blood vessels expand, flooding the damaged tissue with all the immune system stuff your body sends to protect the wound from infection and to help it to heal. All of this is great, right up until it isn't. After a certain point, you don't need continual acute pain as a reminder that you're injured. We know. And some nociceptive pain and swelling is warning us about stimuli that we can't easily avoid, like headaches, arthritis, or period cramps. In the case of arthritis, that inflammation can even cause more damage in the long run. Here's where aspirin swoops in to save the day. When you take aspirin, it's absorbed by your digestive tract into your bloodstream, which takes it throughout your body, including places where cells are excreting the enzymes necessary to produce prostaglandins. Molecules of aspirin lock up with one of those enzymes, cyclooxygenase 2. Once a molecule of cyclooxygenase 2 is locked into a molecule of aspirin, it can't help create prostaglandins, which means fewer prostaglandins, which means that the pain signals to your brain don't increase as much and the tissue in the area doesn't swell as much. Hey, thanks, thousands of years of science. (laughs) 
Check out the BrainStuff channel on YouTube. And for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how three 20-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.